And so the the notion that this is a future tech and brands and businesses can you know wait for a couple of years to see what happens, quite honestly, that that's a bit of uh, it, it's not something they should be thinking because the reality is the audience is already using it and they've indicated that they want to do more. They're interested to see how this technology grows in the future. What else I can do with my voice. You are now connected with Enclave for Entrepreneurs at O'Hare International Airport in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Enclave O'Hare, the local to global learning and earning center for entrepreneurs and their influencers. This is Scott Brown, also known as the voice from the Live from Studio 75 podcast. And on July 16th, we heard from Susan and Scott Westwater on how voice technology can amplify your venture's vocal value. Listen in as they share their expertise on voice and being a husband and wife business team. Uh, well, first of all, let's just start off. Can you guys both uh, introduce yourselves and, and give us a little background? Sure. So I am Susan Westwater, and I am one of the co-founders of Pragmatic Digital, I'm also author of Voice Strategy, Creating Useful and Usable Experiences. Uh, I come to voice technology actually from a content perspective and digital strategy. So after 20 some odd years of working both corporate and agency side of advertising and marketing. Um, we now are working into our new venture, well, three years old, four years old now, um, of being able to help companies and brands understand how voice can bring about better customer experiences. And I'm Scott Westwater. I'm Chief Creative Officer of Pragmatic Digital, as Susan said, co-founder of Pragmatic and also co-author of Voice Strategy, Creating Useful and Usable Experiences. And, and that's something that we created because we were asked to actually write a book about our process and mm-hmm. and really share our perspective because, you know, Susan and I come from 20 plus years of digital strategy, user experience, content strategy, information architecture. And so we have a unique perspective on how this technology applies within an existing ecosystem and how, quite honestly, practitioners can take advantage of it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the background. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, tonight. We, we talked about voice, and I think what a lot of folks need to kind of get to understand just as a base is, what are we talking about when we say what is voice, and what does that mean to, to businesses and entrepreneurs? Sure. Voice is any type of interaction that allows you to use your voice to either control or extract information from that device. So it can be anything from your Comcast Xfinity remote that lets you change the channel, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, is an award-winning design and has done amazing things for Comcast, um, to the smart speaker, to the Google Assistant on your phone. Um, or even to your faucet, because uh, Delta actually has one now where you can actually ask for temperatures and things like that. So it's anything where you can basically control those things using your voice. Awesome. Thank you for that. And how how are, um, and just broadly, choose to, you know, how you want to answer this, but how are, you know, we're, we're, you had mentioned a couple larger brands, right? Mm-hmm. How, are, how are kind of maybe more mid-sized and entrepreneurs really starting to think about this? 
Uh, I think the biggest opportunity for most of the people listening to this is really thinking about how when your audience or customer searches for your product or your business, what comes up. And so one of the great tests that I always have people do is say, you know, hey, Alexa, tell me about Enclave. Tell me about whatever brand and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so with with some research we recently conducted, we found out over 50% It's in the United States, 57% of people are using this technology. And voice search is actually one of the primary ways that they're engaging with these devices. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, you have to make sure you're found when people are asking their smart speaker or even their smartphone, you know, using their voice that you come up and not someone down the street that you're, you know, in, in competition with. Yep. Yeah, and I want to clarify, by voice search, we mean using your voice to search for something. It's, <laughs> it's not a, another layer on top of search engine marketing or search engine optimization. It quite literally is when someone uses their voice and talks into a speaker to find it, get an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you, you had a slide and, and went through it. You talked about why is voice compelling. Can you share a little bit about about that? Yeah, I, th- I think first and foremost, it's eyes free. So if you're driving, if you're a surgeon and you're performing an operation, if you're doing something that requires your full visual attention, you can still get information without needing to pull out your phone or touching a mouse or touching a screen. And so that's one of the big things um, and big benefits of it, but it's also the language support. So for the first time in human history, a computer actually has to learn what we mean when we say something and actually respond in kind, as opposed to knowing what button to click or how to navigate or whatever. So that's another big part of it. And then it's also incredibly inclusive um, from a language perspective. So if someone doesn't speak English, if English is a second language, Um, If they can't read, they now have a way to actually get this information that required literacy or required them to know how to speak English. So it's almost like the great equalizer in being able to access information. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You also talked about when when we think about artificial intelligence, and I think everybody in the world has a different kind of thought and, and those kind of things, and you shared kind of where voice is at as it relates to that continuum. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about voice, there is a whole aspect to it which we refer to as conversational AI. And that's where the artificial intelligence comes in. There's a lot of aspects to artificial intelligence that are incredibly well developed. Um, when we think about programmatic media buying, all of those things, so there's the side, this is the side that isn't the visual, but is the pattern understanding. Um, and that's where linguistics comes into play of understanding what we're saying. Um, in the continuum right now, if we, from a world of Danger Will Robinson the robot, the robot from Lost in Space to the world of Jarvis, we're a lot closer to Rosie from the Jetsons yeah. and Danger Will Robinson than we are to Jarvis. Yeah. And that's okay, because that's the reality of life um, of as we get through this. And by the way, it's been leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, when voice first started, it was actually a lot closer to your interactive um, voice response. Mm -hmm. So think about your phone trees or that piece. So that's pretty far to get to that where we are today. But that's where then it's a lot more, um, as we talk about, it's more of an assistant than it is your conversational buddy um, or that all-inclusive manager of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, There will be people who will invite that in, but right now where we are from comfort levels, 
uh, asking questions, being able to control devices, um, being able to order and purchase things, that's where we are right now. Awesome. We talked about, um, obviously we're here at Enclave, so we're talking business, right? And you need to understand the business impact of, of really anything that you're going to take a look at. So we talked about reducing costs, increasing revenue. W- what else goes into that as to why this really matters for business? It, it's really incumbent on you know the business community to figure out, if they don't already know, where the challenges lie um, when it comes to customer acquisition. So... Do you have an awareness problem? Do you have problems during the consideration phase? Is it a retention problem? And so it's really, that's the the information and the intel that the business brings. And so what we tried to do is say, given your awareness issue, what can we do to add voice? And does voice make it easier for your your prospect or your audience to do X? And so it's really about understanding what the audience is looking for, and trying to facilitate that handoff and give them enough information so that they can move to the next phase of the journey. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we uncovered in the research was there's a high percentage, it was like in the 80s, of people that said after they use their voice to search, they, they're gonna go to a product website. Mm-hmm. And so it's also thinking through how that experience happens, how can you smooth it, make it smoother so that it's a more seamless handoff and it's not, well now I gotta pull out my phone, I gotta go to the website, Got to go to the page and, and read. Like, how can you facilitate that transaction? So it's looking at whatever the business challenges. And we always have a Venn chart, which, of course, we didn't do tonight because I liked this joke. <laughs> it's what what is a presentation without a Venn diagram? That's true. But on the one side, it's business objectives. Right. And then audience needs. Right. And where that intersection is is really where the value um, that voice can bring because we can facilitate things in a, a little bit quicker manner. We can go through and provide quick snippets of information. So like if if you want, have a general question, every business has 30, 40, 50 questions they're always asked. Yeah. If you can automate that process and build it in so that a prospect can ask the AI assistant yep. instead of a salesperson, how much better are those conversations that the salesperson has? How much quali- more qualified is that lead? Mm-hmm. Because they're able to ask an AI assistant whenever the, the fancy strikes them. So it's really trying to figure out where that value lies, but it is part automation, it is part content, and mm-hmm. being able to provide the relevant content in the relevant phase. And so those are, I don't know, Susan, do you have any other thoughts I around mean, that? I think that from that perspective is, what if you had a salesperson that always gave the right specific answer to the question that you always wanted them to do and they didn't go off-roading? Mm-hmm. What if your most, this is your opportunity for your most consistent rep. So you can also do that. And the thing, the other really powerful part of it is, is there's an opportunity for you to be able to use your own voice. So if you're creating that one-to-one connection, it's not that robot. It's actually, there are ways that you can make it so that it's your voice or it's your brand's voice and you're able to reinforce that. So it's a deeper connection than what would happen if they went to a website went through, put in the search, clicked through some links and looked at that. You, every one of those touch points, you actually in a voice environment will be able to reinforce your brand through how they feel, how you answer it, and all in the same voice. Um, And voice meaning the words and language that your brand uses and then literally your voice. Awesome. So for, you know, business owner listening to this and they're like, all right, so I've got some marketing, I've got a business structure, I'm um, just going to bring you guys in and we're going to do some voice and we'll be ready to go, right? 
perfect. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there are some general questions that we always ask, and it's, you know, usually when we start an engagement, um, we're brought in for voice, and then when the first thing we ask is, well, you know, who's your audience? Well, it's everyone. And we're like, no, it can't be everyone. All right, so what's your brand value proposition? What are the challenges that your audience has? And so it's really making sure that you can answer a handful of these basic questions, these foundational questions, to make sure that we're creating the right thing. If you have that information, you're absolutely ready to go. Right. It's just a matter of figuring out what the right content is in that place. But for a lot of brands, there's probably, well, that was a marketing thing and we haven't looked at it it's in someone's drawer you know, from two years ago or someone in sales knows that. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like we kind of take a step back and help them re relook at the organization and kind of these foundational elements um, to ensure that voice actually provides them with the value that they're looking for and it's not building on a, a cracky foundation right right it's got to drive some some business results and, right. and really yeah. matter right and so that takes some homework and some some thought yeah and, and if you have it awesome and if you don't have it there's certainly things we can do to help you get those information pieces figured out so you have all everything you need. Yeah, voice has to fit. Yeah, it's right. a it's a it's a new channel, especially in the marketing perspective. There mm-hmm. are times where voice um we there are two ways that you can look at voice. Voice can be a product, and that's like games. It's how you handle your smart uh, your smart home, um, all of those utilities, timers, all those things. And then there's voice as part of your customer experience, mm-hmm. and that's where we I mean we can play in the game land, and we do. But voice is part of your customer experience is where you're able to make the inroads and make voice work for you mm-hmm. and your brand so that if you're an army of one, how can we make you an army of 300? Mm-hmm. Um, because you're able to cover off on that. Or can you answer all these questions ahead of time so that as someone starts to really think about your product, they've got the answers they can ask. And it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. Right. Um, because they're talking to your brand whenever they want. Yeah, meet the customer where they're at, right? right. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and speaking of, of where you're at, so we, because we were in person tonight, got to hear some pretty cool data and statistics that you all shared. Right. Um, but for, for the folks listening to this podcast, they'll have to check it out a little bit later. Anything you can share with us about some of the stuff you rolled out tonight? Yeah, so I think the, the, the general sentiment from the research is our consumer, our average consumer is way further along than we thought. They're using the technology. Like I said, it was like 57% of the people in the United States are using it. We also know that 50% of people of those people are actually using it weekly. Mm-hmm. We know that 30%, 30, 31% are using it daily. And then it's 21% are using it multiple times a day. Wow. And when we saw this, we're just like, oh my goodness, this is way further along, way more mature than we expected it to be. And so the the notion that this is a future tech and brands and businesses can you know wait for a couple of years to see what happens, quite honestly, that that's a bit of uh, it, it's not something they should be thinking because the reality is the audience is already using it and they've right. indicated that they want to do more. They're interested to see how this technology grows in the future. What else I can do with my voice? Um, because I think a lot of people have found it to be easier in a lot of cases than typing. Um, or you know, digging through websites and looking for it. It's literally like coming to you. Right. You ask a question, you get an answer. Yep. And so those behaviors are already established and it's now time for brands to provide that information so that when someone's looking for an answer, whether it's about your industry or about your product, you are the one that shows up and it's not your competition. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the other thing to note is we do um, have a full report coming out 
um, from the research. If you go to vixenlabs.co at the end of the month, so at the end of June, mm -hmm. you'll be able to download not only the executive summary, which is a PowerPoint-like presentation, there's also a deeper white paper where we actually, we're the authors of the white paper, and we get into a lot of the implications and the insights of what the data told us. And so if, if any of the listeners are interested and want to do a deeper dive into it, if you go to vixenlabs.co, uh, you'll be able to download that report. And it's called the Voice Consumer Index. Um, this is the first time this research has been done, but our plans are that this will be something that gets run uh, on a regular interval, mm -hmm. um, at least annually. Mm -hmm. So that way then we also can begin to track how these numbers change. Because right. um, some we are going to get much higher, um, and some may get a little bit lower. So we want to be able to track that over time and see where that trend is. Awesome. You know, at Enclave, we're we're really about the individual, right? And frankly, I'm looking at two folks that we're all about as entrepreneurs. Um, and I think you know there there are other uh, entrepreneur couples out there, right? What would you what any type of recommendations or things you would suggest to kind of making it work on the business end and and you know finding success having offices on two separate floors <laughs> yes. um now everyone always says you know how, how do you guys work together um i could never work with my spouse or my partner or whatever right. and joking all joking aside i mean we're very complimentary mm -hmm. um our background and experience is complimentary mm -hmm. um we're kind of a yin and yang um and it just works for us and so i mean it is nice to have your own space where you can kind of like lock the door, go and do your work, get in flow and things like that. Um, but I think it's also important to have that strong foundation, that strong partner. And I actually put this on LinkedIn today because entrepreneurship is such the highest highs and the lowest lows, sometimes in the same day. Yeah. To have someone to celebrate those wins with really makes it so that you can get through those, you know, those troughs and you can get through those trials a little bit more um holistically because yeah. it is hard it's not an easy yeah. thing especially you know for someone like us who we were in established businesses for 20 plus years right. and now we're in an industry that is basically just being born right and so not only are we starting our own company but we're starting a company in a new technology and helping educate an entire worldwide market right and i mean it's it's been it's been an incredible learning experience i know i've grown as a as a father, as a partner, as a business person, because of this, um, and now I'll shut up and let you answer. Well, I think absolutely you need a partner. You also need to um, make sure that you put down the boundaries and you both have freedom to check each other. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's like you know I, a lot of people say, oh, you have to communicate. It's more than communicate. You have to not be afraid to say hey, I don't agree with you, or hey, when you do this, it drives me insane. Right. Like you, And you don't let it fester. Because if you let it fester, it eventually turns into World War III, or you start to resent each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I heard the best description of resentment is, resentment is when you, someone forces you to compromise on a boundary you don't want to, right. and the last person in the world who should be doing that is your spouse right. and your business partner. Right. So it's very important to do that. The other part of it is putting up that boundary that says it's okay that just because our whole life is, you know, we're on the line, right? Yeah. That we can take time off and that we can walk away from it and give each other permission. Right. Um, we do have a tendency to be like, I'm going to let you know what I'm doing so that you know I'm not just goofing off and um, I'm not just, you know, listening to podcasts all day and not doing prospecting. Um, right. It's being very clear with expectations with each other and verbalizing them. 
um, right. as opposed to, oh, I thought that's usually the beginning of an argument. Yeah. Um, so it's being very clear that way, but also respecting each other. If you don't respect each other, you know, then it's not going to work regardless. Yeah. Well, maybe you guys can create an app where you answer when folks ask over voice. You know, how, <laughs> how do you, how do, if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm with my couple, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, I can tell you, we've only, you know, I've only met you both tonight. And um, it's very obvious that you guys are definitely experts in what you do. Um, and uh, you're both very wonderful people to hang around and, and socialize with. So I, Thank you. I definitely wish you all the success in the world. What would you say uh, if there's, you know, one last piece that you'd leave our listeners or anything, you know, that we haven't chatted about yet, anything that you wanted to, to leave them with? With voice right now, this is like knowing that the internet was going to happen before it happened or knowing search engine optimization was a thing before anyone was doing it. Now's your opportunity to really stake your claim and, and grab a lot of the white space right now because it is wide open. Um that window is going to close over the next couple of years, but there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for the entrepreneur, for the small business, the medium-sized business to really stake their claim now and, and really be able to compete with the bigger players. Yeah, and I would also say don't be intimidated by technology. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about artificial intelligence. We talk about all of these people. There are brilliant experts you can work with who can do that. Right. So don't be intimidated by the fact if I'm not – um, you know, I, I don't have an information sciences degree. Neither do I. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. Oh. There's things that you know about your business and about your audience that you will be able to provide that value. Mm -hmm. And then you can work with someone who can create that that experience that needs to be made. That's, that's why there's experts in the world. And that's why delegation is a key to being a good entrepreneur. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you both very much for being here. Yeah, thanks it. for having Thank us. Thank you this for having great. us. This has been fantastic. Awesome. There you have it. Voice is moving full steam ahead and the time to capitalize is now. On behalf of John Dallas, the CEO of Enclave, thanks for listening. And please join us on the third Wednesday of every month for a masterclass in applied metacognition. Please visit enclaveforentrepreneurs.com.